0: Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. The most innovative companies are going further with T-Mobile for Business. The PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with AI coaching tools and 5G-connected cameras. AAA is getting more drivers back on the road fast with location telematics. And the Las Vegas Grand Prix is powering race day operations with 5G connectivity giving fans an experience at the speed they deserve. This is Accelerating Innovation with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash
1: now. At bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
2: Take a deep breath and go.
3: So you're creating those little accents from down here. Yep, that's it. That's it. Do that one more time.
0: This is the last episode of the show, and I think I've got my takeaways. One takeaway is that good coaches can have huge effects, and so it really matters who gets them. Another is that the people who get the best coaches aren't always the people who need them the most.
3: Go like you're going to go like this.
0: And bend over. Mm -hmm. The people who most need a coach are people in a position of weakness. Of course coaches can make the strong stronger. But the real magic happens when a coach attacks a seemingly hopeless situation. Like this one.
3: That's it. You do have a hot set oh.
0: oh. My strategy has always been to hide my weaknesses. But it's hard to hide this one. My voice. Yeah. People oh. really do this? Yeah! I thought <laughs> oh, I just Yeah, I think you just, you're just my, you're my I'm Michael Lewis, and this is Against the Rules. This season has been all about the rise of coaches. For this final episode, I'm hiring myself a coach. It happens every time I publish a book. I'll be three days into a speaking tour and poof. I won't be able to speak. Last season, the producers of this show tried to get me to record two episodes in a day, only to find that I was incapable of getting so many words out of my mouth without my voice going. It's kind of funny because my wife and children often say that I never shut up, and I sort of wish that it could be true.
3: So take a deep, silent breath in and hiss. One, two, keep it strong. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, twelve. All right. Um, for maybe a man in his nineties with emphysema, I would say that was pretty good. <laughs> but I'm not going to allow that with you. You must build that up. That's all right put that. Okay. So
0: his name is Eric Vitro. We're in his house in L.A. If you were there, you could see that Eric isn't just any old voice coach. His walls are decorated with frame records that went platinum and thank-you notes from the singers who recorded them. I'm standing in front of his piano. Behind it is a wall that's more like a mural. The entire thing is filled with snapshots of this coach with the world's most famous people. Hundreds of them. Lots of beautiful people. Taking on the very spot where I'm standing. Are, these are all students. Yeah. Cuba Gooding. Yeah, do you know Cuba? I don't no. know him, but I didn't
3: know he sang anything. Uh, yeah, he's done Chicago several times. Oh, really? London and on Broadway. One of the
0: nicest humans. Ariana Grande, John Legend, Pink, Shawn Mendes. And they look not just happy to be here, they look grateful. Especially the actors who came to him to learn how to sing in a Broadway musical or a Hollywood movie. Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling for La La Land. Renee Zellweger for Judy. Natalie Portman for everything. The wall is an award show speech waiting to happen. Will Ferrell say? Oh, what did he sing? He done... Well, he
3: sung a couple times. I worked on the movie with his Step Brothers where he sang at the end. It all culminates with him singing (laughs) time to say goodbye. I can't
0: believe I had the balls to call you up and ask you to do this. I really can't. On a whim, I'd call the agent who turns my books into movies and ask him, who's the coach for actors who need to fix their voices? Say, actors who don't normally sing but suddenly need to. The answer came back immediately. Eric Vitro. Hollywood agents all know just how vulnerable their clients feel.
4: I was uh, petrified. I didn't like singing in front of people. I always loved singing, but privately, in my car, in the shower, my own husband had never heard me sing.
0: Even stars need help to shine. The brightest have a sixth sense of where to find that help. Like this actress, Emily Blunt.
4: Rob Marshall had asked me to audition for other musicals he was doing, and I'd always said no because I was just frozen with fear about the thought. He eventually called my agent. He said, she's coming in. I know she can sing. Um, She's perfect for this role. I really want her. Tell her to come in. I have to hear everyone sing.
0: What was the song?
4: It was um, Moments in the Woods. It was her big song. This is ridiculous. What am I doing here? I'm in the wrong story.
0: Into the Woods was the hit Broadway show that was then being turned into a movie. Emily Blunt had no idea if she could do the role. But she had a phone number for Eric Vitro. Eric told her what he tells everybody who calls. Come to my house for the first lesson, and we'll see.
4: I mean, Eric's house is always spotless. It always smells heavenly. And he's sort of this weird juxtaposition of someone who's incredibly sort of refined and elegant and then he wears sort of like rocker jewellery like really (laughs) thick (laughs) chains and sort of, he's sort of an interesting image when you look at him he's usually got a fabulous shirt on and I remember thinking how cool this guy was and how how effortless he was to sort of be around so I went into his kitchen
0: Walk me through the first like 15 minutes.
4: We went into his music room and he I think we did some really embarrassing scales or something something that I was just horrified by the idea of and it, I felt embarrassed at first, you know, <laughs> having to do all of these strange mouth exercises like he makes you do things like nee 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 nee, nee <laughs> like stuff like that that you're like how horrifying if someone were to see me do this
0: In your life had you had that experience before had anybody ever taught you any kind of
4: nothing Nothing, because I didn't go to drama school. I wasn't put through the ringer of doing sort of trust games or physical sort of warm-ups or anything. I've never done it and or anything like that.
0: Where did the fear and the inhibition come from in you?
4: I don't know.
0: Is it English?
4: Maybe. Maybe.
0: It's like if you aren't the very best that you're supposed to just kind of hide...
4: <laughs> even if you are the very best, you're supposed to hide. <laughs> you're not supposed to enthuse about your own talents, where I'm from, you know.
0: Or or try too hard.
4: No, you can't. You can't. So even having a voice coach, that's almost like trying too hard.
0: Well, that's <laughs> you know interesting I mean? to me. Was there a little part of you that resisted that in any way?
4: No, I, I feel like I desperately needed it. I mean, I I, I really, really needed it.
0: Emily Blunt got Eric Vitro's coaching for the next few years, and it had magical effects. I mean, she became Mary Poppins.
4: Do you ever lie awake at night Just between the dark and the morning light
0: Searching for the... My problem is obviously not the same as Emily Blunt's. I have no hidden talents, and no one suspects that I do. I don't secretly hope to audition for Rob Marshall's next musical. On the other hand, well, I'd better come clean here. My problem with my voice isn't practical, it's spiritual. A long time ago, I basically decided that the last thing I should ever do is sing. Standing in Eric Vitro's house, I thought how nice it might be to walk through the world without being unsettled by the national anthem or terrified by karaoke night.
3: As you're going to put the straw in the bottle, you're going to hum into the straw which means air is going to be coming through the straw and it's going to blow bubbles right into the water yes now go
5: mm, 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 mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: that's it you want to send that air through the straw
5: <clears throat> yeah
3: sometimes it helps it's you funny you kind
0: of, of feel it, I you feel it like, deep in like
3: around my belly button. yeah exactly that's what i want <clears throat>
0: The first lesson at Eric's house was just so that he could see if there was any point in having a second lesson. Over the phone, he said I could come over, but that it also might be a great waste of time.
3: Now, by the way, I am the most positive, optimistic, and supportive people you will ever meet. I really am supportive with my students. However, I really think that whole phrase, you can be anyone you want and achieve anything you put your mind to, I think it should be followed by... Within reason, because, you know, that would be like me saying, all right, I'm going to quit teaching and I'm going to become the greatest basketball player ever. Well, at my age, with my height and my body type, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, that would, and if someone said, you can do it, Eric, you can do anything you put your mind to, it, they would be steering me down the wrong road, right? It would be ridiculous. You know,
0: I was waiting to hear how this story applied to me. Then he told me about the famous actor, the actor whose picture never quite made it onto the wall behind Eric's piano.
3: He had made a movie and made a big splash, and everybody wanted to hire him. You know, everyone was like, ooh, this guy's hot, sexy, good-looking, and a good actor. So he was getting a million offers, and one was a Broadway musical. And they said, here's the deal. The producers will pay for unlimited voice lessons. They just want you to prepare him for this. They trust you, you know. Money's no object. How often do you really hear that? You know, yeah. money's no object. So I was like, "Oh, this sounds like a great gig." That was until he got here, and and when I met him, he was actually very nice. So that was icing on the cake. Oh, great guy, interesting, fun to talk to. Then he started singing. Oh my! it was like, no, really? It was terrible. It was and, worse than what I just did. Oh my god! No.
0: As he's telling me this story, I'm wondering. What else is he trying to tell me?
3: But Here's the thing, you know, what are the qualities that you really need to possess to, you know, to to be a successful artist and have a long career? One of them is some kind of self-awareness of who you are and, and what you should be
0: doing. I kept waiting for him to elaborate. He didn't. But at the end of the session, Eric looked at his schedule and asked when I wanted to do the next lesson. And whether it should be at his house or over FaceTime. So, I had myself a coach and a new way to deal with what was a complicated problem. As listeners of this show, you probably consider yourself pretty smart. But how smart is your wallet? When you're looking to upgrade your wallet, it's time to turn to Nerd Wallet. with a Smarter Travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval, and terms apply.
6: Hello, hello. Malcolm Gladwell here from Revisionist History, my podcast about the overlooked and the misunderstood. A couple of years ago, I wrote a book called Outliers, was about exceptional people, the ones who operate at the outer edges of human performance. Outliers fascinate me. And last year, I discovered an outlier in the form of a community organization, Washington State's City of Bellevue. The city wanted to improve public safety by making their roads safer. So they created something that no one had ever built before, a platform that gave road users warnings of any dangers ahead in real time. How did they build it? by using a combination of technologies. The cellular vehicle to everything network, T-Mobile's 5G network, and 5G connected cameras. People driving, bicycling, walking, running, can't forget people running, and people operating the transportation network now had a way to prevent crashes. It's been a huge success. The city of Bellevue earned first place in the community category at the T-Mobile for Business unconventional awards an event that celebrates T-Mobile customers who've dared to innovate for the sake of meaningful change. If you're a T-Mobile for Business customer and your team has, like the city of Bellevue, innovated something really, really cool, I encourage you to enter. It's also a great way for outliers to be recognized in front of your industry's most influential leaders. You can enter at T-Mobile.com slash unconventionalawards. That's T-Mobile.com slash unconventionalawards unconventional awards. See you there.
1: Terms and conditions apply.
5: Well, you got
1: trouble, my friend. Right here, I say, trouble right here in River City. Why, sure, I'm a billiard player. Certainly
6: mighty proud to say... I'm...
0: The Music Man was a musical turned into a hit movie in 1962. There are actually plans right now to revive it on Broadway, and you can see why. It's both from another era and totally of the moment. It tells the story of a con man played in the movie by Robert Preston. He rolls into a small town in Iowa and sells musical instruments to parents by persuading them that their kids are prodigies. He promises to teach them how to play, only he doesn't know a thing about music. The only person in town he doesn't fool is Marion the Librarian, played by Shirley Jones. She's a prim and proper beauty who teaches piano and sees through the con. But the music man persuades her that he has this magical system.
1: Oh, I now have a revolutionary new method called the think system, where you don't bother with notes.
0: The music man has found a new and better way to coach. Not how to sing or how to play, how to get yourself into a state of mind in which all you want to do is sing and play. Oddly, this musical had exactly the opposite effect on me. A single song did it, I tell you my phobia, I tell you where it comes from, it's, and, it, and it's that The Light of Rose song.
3: Oh, I couldn't figure out from your text what you were talking about. So here's what happened.
0: When I was in the third and fourth and fifth grade, Uh-oh. I had the leads in the school place. Oh, And it, it was just, I think it was more willingness to get on stage and sing, but I had them. And in fifth grade, they cast me in the lead and without telling me that I was supposed to marry on stage a little girl. Uh-huh. And there was this, it was this awful sequence of events. Childhood is a funhouse mirror. Everything in it gets distorted. I know a woman who became a meteorologist because a storm dropped a tree onto her house when she was 10 years old. That tree kicked a little pebble off the top of a hill in her mind and started an avalanche. That kind of thing happened inside my head. Only my tree was a song called Light a Rose.
3: Light a Rose, I'm home
5: again, Rose, to get the sun back.
0: Our fifth grade class was going to stage a version of The Music Man. I thought I'd been duped into singing the musical's one love song to a girl in front of basically the entire world. But then these extremely ancient teachers told me who the girl was. The new girl. She had a birth defect. No fingers on her hands or toes on her feet. She was also wildly, bizarrely aggressive, grabbing at boys, pitching fits. I knew I was meant to be kind to her, And I tried. A 10-year-old boy with a better character than mine would have just gone along with the whole thing. But I didn't. I told them that I wouldn't do the song. And instead of telling me that I couldn't sing, they wound up telling that poor little girl she couldn't have the role in the play. The teachers had exposed a weakness in my character. Of course, when I was 10, I wouldn't have put it that way or any way at all. I just suddenly had this ugly new feeling, a combination of anger and self-loathing. There and then, I refused ever again to sing in school plays. I told the music teacher I would never again meet her after school. It's funny how phobias start. It was a short skip from refusing to sing to feeling that I shouldn't sing to almost being Afraid to sing. I know it's a very strange story and it's got no happy ending to it, but when I'm done telling that story to my new coach, he has an idea. So it's possible that my voice is so bad that you're not going to be able to do anything at all. Well, let's see. Let's let's see see how it
3: goes. I think conquering that song that gave you such anxiety would be fun. Would be fun to conquer, you know? So, what I want to do is I want to have you sing the melody, but instead of on the words, you're going to do it on wah-wah-wah.
7: And I have known a lot of singing teachers, and some of them are just plain nuts. I talked
0: to a lot of Eric's students. This is Bette Midler, another famous singer on Eric's wall.
7: And there are a lot of quacks, too. So you have to be very careful, because you can be led down the garden path by people who say that they uh, this is the way to do it.
0: When Bette found Eric, she was in a funk. It was 2008. She was about to open a new show in Vegas at Caesar's Palace. The dry air was getting to her, but it wasn't just the air. Something wasn't quite right. She felt more than usually vulnerable. Her backup singers were called the Harlettes. One of the Harlettes told her about Eric, so Bette called him up.
7: He started coming to Vegas to help me, and uh, he would come once a week or so, and we would warm up, or he would call me on the phone, we would warm up on the phone, and he gave me the tapes to warm up with it, and I was religious about it.
0: She didn't just get through the show's run, she went two years without missing a single performance. The staff at Caesars Palace told her that that had never happened, so they invented an award to give her. It's still Bette Midler's favorite award. And it sort of changed her ideas about the value of a coach.
7: There are some songs when I can hear him in my head. I can hear his voice. I can hear certain things that he said in my, in my head. And if I can keep myself from dismissing it if i can believe it i i just thank god for him every day first of all he's a he's a sunbeam in the world and i do think that a coach has to be uh you can't have someone who's going to be abusive
0: yeah they have they have you have to know they care about you
7: yes you yes you have to trust them and trust is uh, absolutely imperative if you don't trust your coach you're not going to make it
3: ready take a deep breath Okay. No, but that's okay. That's why you're here, to improve.
0: So yes, we're not oh, listening. We're not listening I, to it. I had a friend who was staying in our guest cottage, and he heard me practicing. And he, I came up, he said, "I thought that was the garbage truck."
3: No, and he didn't. He did.
0: It wasn't just the odd house guest. It was the Amazon delivery lady, the guys on the recycling truck, the neighbors. Anyone who came within about thirty yards of me singing assumed a worried expression. One day, I looked out my office window to see a deer staring back at me with a look of concern. Then there's my children. In happy families, children don't want their parents to change. They really don't want to see them trying to change. One day, my 13-year-old son, Walker, wandered in with his skateboard under his arm. He grabbed a tape recorder and supplied a running commentary just out of my earshot.
5: I just walk down and I see my dad going and he's just, yep, there he goes, my dad's going to be the next Michael Jackson, somebody wants to steal kids.
0: It's hard at the same time to be both a comic character in the minds of everyone around you, and also a slayer of childhood demons. But something about this coach made me want to keep on going, just to see where he might lead. So you figure out what they have, you expand it as best, best you can, and then you, you try, try to, to work your best set, within it. And then you work it. It's all best about finding out who you are. Isn't that life in general? But it's, it's really true, but it's, it, and... I think it's the key to life.
3: Yeah. You know, and finding you know that combination of what you do best and what you love the most, right. what you enjoy the most, because that's what you're going to want to practice. Right. If you're doing a style of music that you don't like, you're not going to want to practice it. Right. So it becomes meaningless. Right. Like, like they'll tell me, oh, so and so tried to get me to blank blank blink. I go, if that's not what you want to do. Then you're you're really trying to fit a, a square peg in a round hole. Right. You've got to be have some kind of love or passion for it. Right. Has to.
0: This entire season has been mainly about the effects that coaches have. We haven't talked much about why they do what they do. There's lots of reasons someone might decide their passion is to sing. But a passion for helping others learn to sing?
3: It's hard to explain sometimes, but, you know, you feel like you are getting as much as you are giving. Like, to see the improvement, to see people get excited, all of that... It comes back at you like a rush, like a, 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 an adr- a rush of adrenaline really is what it is. Or to see someone complimented, Or if you read a good review, I, I would never say, oh, I take credit for that. I don't feel that. But I know I had something to do with that. I was a part of it. And that just and it makes me so happy for that person.
0: One day I asked Eric how he became a coach. With a completely straight face, he said that it had all started in the fifth grade. This show can't seem to move on from the fifth grade, but such is life. By the time he got to the fifth grade, Eric loved music, but didn't get much encouragement from his parents. Then his class staged a musical, just as mine had. The most popular boy in Eric's class wanted to play the lead, but he didn't know how to sing.
3: He knew, because I was playing the piano in the morning, you know, for the kids to sing Star Spangled Banner, America the Beautiful, and he said, I want to audition. And meanwhile, by the way, we're talking at like a 10-minute skit. It wasn't a big thing, but to us, you know, when you're that age and you're in a school, you're surrounded by people who really matter to you, all those classmates. And there's so many hierarchies and levels and all of that going on. So... He was popular. He was athletic. He was, you know, all the positive things you could be for a boy in the fifth grade. And or I guess in any grade, really. And so he said, can you teach me the song? And I said, sure. So we walked home. My house was probably 25 minutes from the school. He walked home with me and I sat at the piano and I taught him the song and we went over and over and over it. That bonded us for forever, you know, what we didn't sit at the same table and lunch, whatever. But whenever I would see him from that time on till graduating high school, if we were walking down the hall, he'd give me that nod. I'd give him that nod. Like we had that bond. It was amazing. It was a really special thing we had between us.
0: And so Eric just started to help other kids who needed to sing. He didn't really think of it as a job until one day, when he was in college, a classmate auditioned for a Broadway show. She offered to pay Eric to help her. After that, he built an entire career on word of mouth. People just heard about this guy's rare coaching gift and called him up. He never really had to market himself or push himself on others. They found him.
3: I want you to feel like you're going to yawn, create a little space to
0: back your throat. (sighs) All these strange sounds. I spend an hour every day making them. I ask him why I'm doing them, and he sort of explains, but sort of doesn't. Or rather, all of his explanations boil down to a single persuasive sentence. Just follow my lead the way everyone else has done, and I'll get you there.
7: Practice. Really, truly.
0: Bette Midler again. My fellow singer. This is her only piece of advice to me.
7: The more you do it, the better you're gonna get. There's no question. There is absolutely no question. You will improve. The more you do it, the better you get. And you find the secrets. You find, well, I, I, he told me to do it that way. I can't quite do it that way, but I can do it a dip this way and it's a pretty good sound, so I like it. My question to you is, how do you sound? How do you like yourself? Singing.
0: That was a good question. And I was still avoiding the answer. As listeners of this show, you probably consider yourself pretty smart. But how smart is your wallet? When you're looking to upgrade your wallet, it's time to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert teams of nerds have the financial smarts to help you find the right financial products for you. Before NerdWallet, you might have paid for vacations with whatever was in your wallet Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply.
6: Hello, hello. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. Let me tell you an unconventional story about a healthcare group that wanted to improve their efficiency Boston Children's Hospital. They were already a leading pediatric facility. Their patient outcomes, workflows, and delivery of care were already great. But they wondered how can we make it better? So the hospital got to work. Their idea was to build what they called clinical mobility, meaning a system which would allow their staff to access information and interact with patients on mobile devices anywhere in the hospital. And what made that possible? 5G. The hospital rebuilt their entire system with 5G technology at its core. That infrastructure now supports thousands of phones and tablets so practitioners can communicate with patients Unconventional awards that's T-Mobile.com/unconventional Awards. I'll save you a seat.
1: Terms and conditions apply.
3: Let's start with the tongue, making sure to connect to your breathing muscles. You're going to take deep breaths in and you're going to sing. Try that.
0: I try it. I try everything.
3: Very good. Now try it with the lip bubbling. See if you can do it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I promise...
0: But I kept thinking of Bette Midler's question. How do I like myself singing? The truth is, I feel totally disconnected from my own voice. I sing the way people talk when they're trying to get a foreigner to understand them. When it isn't working, I just do it again louder. I also sing with the feeling that something's about to go drastically wrong. Like I'm a five-foot point guard driving for a layup with a pair of seven-footers right behind me. So
3: you're going to go... Mimo, 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 mimo.
0: Mimo, 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 mimo. Now rolling
3: your head, mima, mima.
0: The Music Man is about a con man. He knows he's a fraud, but he's happy in the role. I'm less so. Mawa, wa but mawa, bawa. Even though Eric agrees to take me on as his student, I start with one foot out the door, and I think he kind of knows it. Okay, good. Looking back on all this, I see our relationship had a bunch of stages. I can count five. You've already heard stage one. It was just feeling each other out to decide if there was any point of spending time together. Stage two was Eric gradually taking control. But I only noticed this happening after I went back over the recordings of all our sessions. It sounded better. Yeah. It really really noticeably sounded better. I mean, from a low baseline, but I noticed the difference. No,
3: that's great. I didn't give you the acid reflux diet, huh, to look at? You
0: did? He had given me the acid reflux diet. The first session. This long list of stuff I was now encouraged to consume, plus a longer list of things I shouldn't touch. No spicy foods, no coffee, no alcohol. It seemed excessive. I mean, no carbonated beverages? you did
3: then why are you drinking carbonated water in front of me oh my god you caught me so
0: you because you know it's all I have It's I'm, re, I'm re drinking up the remains I haven't bought any new ones but it was what okay
3: your family can't drink the Perrier <laughs> all
0: right all right busted I'm sorry it won't happen again
3: could always take a bath in it
0: yeah that's what I'll do I'll take a bath in it. right or I'll send it to you
3: do you have a dog you could wash the dog with it
0: I found that once I got my coach talking, I could encourage him to keep going. Please do tell me how to wash a dog in sparkling water. Yes, I do very much want to hear what Joan Rivers once said about her dog. So long as he was talking, I didn't have to sing. I was creating a kind of alibi. That crime against music? No way I could have committed it. I wasn't even present at the scene. feel
3: like you're sighing. Ah... Make sure you support by using your breathing muscles on that first note and put a slight cry. So to be more of a may, may, may. Good, now I guarantee if you start doing it every day, that will get better and better.
0: How could it get worse?
3: <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> All right, now I wanna do one, keeping it nice and forward, keeping your mouth loose and relaxed. Say yum, 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 yum.
5: Yum, 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 yum.
3: Actually, before we go up further, I know you're being funny, but I know there's always a little truth in every little bit of humor. What I want you to do is stop thinking of it as not good because as long as you do that, you'll kind of keep it there. You know what I mean? You'll always have a little bit of a sense, well, I'm not really a singer. I'm not really good. I want you to start just thinking of yourself as a singer. You're putting in the time, the effort, you're practicing. Why wouldn't you get better, you know? Right. Anybody will get better is something they put effort and time and energy in. So I want you to just start thinking of yourself like a singer.
0: He didn't miss much. He was on to me. It's a defense mechanism.
3: I know, but I want you to drop it. (laughs) All right. I want to break through that defense because I really do think when someone feels a little bit better and they tell themselves, you know, self-affirming thoughts, it really does make a difference.
0: All right. I won't do it anymore.
3: Yeah. I want you to really just think, yeah, this is better.
0: His will was just stronger than mine. At some point, I gave up and accepted that he was in charge. And at that point, I entered stage three of the coaching relationship. Buy-in. Actual, honest buy-in.
3: Very good, and I heard vibrato on that first note. wah, 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 wah. So do that again. Wah, 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 wah. Now aim high on that last note though. Don't let it fall back from your throat. Right. Wah,
0: I mean, who knows if I'm actually getting better? I can't tell, but he's giving me a feeling of movement.
5: May, 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 may.
3: Now, so far, that's the, probably the best you've sounded. Does it feel good?
5: Feels really good.
3: Yeah, and I want you to really embrace it. Feel what it feels like. Listen to it, because it sounds really good.
5: He.
0: At some point into all of this, like after maybe three months of weekly lessons and almost daily practice, it occurred to me that one anxiety had been replaced by another. I used to be anxious mostly about singing. Now I'm anxious mostly about letting him down. I think we'll call this stage four. So, have
2: you ever taken a ballet
0: class? Uh, No, I haven't, but I've been close to one.
2: Okay, so in ballet class quite often, you know, they talk about getting in touch with and um, what's the word? Um, uh, uh, connecting to your center.
0: Yep.
2: Pulling your abdominal muscles in. Yep. Holding them kind of tight and squeezing your butt cheeks together. Yep. Okay. Yep. So clenching in the back,
0: holding. Yep. In. So that's why
2: they stand so straight.
0: Right? Yep. Yep.
2: Okay. That clenching in the butt and pulling your abdominal muscles can help you with support. Now, I prefer to call it front and back support because I don't want to be known as the bus
0: teacher. And I'm not recording this. He wasn't recording it, but I was. Oh, no, 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 no. So I can tell you, if I, if I was able to sing with my ass muscles, I'd be on Broadway.
2: All right. <laughs> There's ever going to be a Broadway again.
0: Yeah, well, that's a, that's a good point.
2: Yeah. yeah. So anyway, okay, getting back to your bus. So I want you to put one hand on your abdominal muscles and you're going to go to a normal hip, Pulling your abdominal in, and then you're going to
0: add clenching your butt cheeks together. Okay. So uh, I'll uh, so, but it just hiss and clench my butt cheeks while I'm doing it.
2: First, you're going
0: to do normal plane your abdominal muscles, then you're going to add. Okay,
2: gotcha. Wow. Feel the difference.
0: My God, it was like a howitzer.
2: You're going to do to hit those high You're going to squeeze your butt cheeks
0: together and pull in your abdominal muscles and relax your neck. That was like a nuke. It was also extremely weird, but it was working. And it got us eventually to stage five. I still didn't really like the way I sounded, but I could see how one day I might like the way I sounded. I was starting to have this entirely new feeling because of this coach. And I sort of confessed it. Directly to Bette Midler. I don't know if you feel this way, but I have found that once you start singing, it's really hard to stop.
7: <laughs> that's great. <laughs> you know?
0: Do you know? You know? You start. You kind of don't want to stop. So I, I find myself wandering the streets after I've been doing a lesson singing, and then I realize people are staring at me.
4: Oh, really? Uh, oh,
7: that's a sweet yeah. story. That's fantastic. I'm going to try that.
3: Now, how how has your progress been with you? mentally thinking of yourself as a singer not bad
0: good so that interference is gone and i'm trying to talk myself into this great
3: great because i think that you know then it becomes i don't want to say an experiment maybe an exercise in not just singing in general but how powerful the mind can be to creating what it is we want to create in our life i agree Okay, so put one hand on your chest, one hand on your abdominal muscles, take a deep, low breath, and a long, steady hiss.
0: It's not often that someone persuades you that you can go to a place you've never been. It's intoxicating, even for people who've been almost everywhere.
4: And actually, the most freeing thing about Eric is that he encourages you to not make it sound beautiful and perfect, just make sense of it.
0: Like Emily Blunt
4: make sense of the song. Let me hear the story. Tell tell me a story.
0: This is what's so elusive about coaching. How a gifted coach can get you to shift the focus of your attention. So you're no longer singing a song. You're sort of exploring who you are or might be. It hit Bette Midler right away.
7: You know, I have to tell you this. This is a good story. <laughs> when I first came to Eric, I would come to Eric and, and you don't know me, Michael, but I am a I'm a very sad person. I mean, I can be, I can be hilarious, but like many comics, I am a, tra- I am like a, 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 a tragic soul, and I can be very hard on myself and very hard on people around me. I'm sorry to admit that, people. I'm, I'm telling, you, I'm letting you in.
0: This coach knows stuff. Stuff you never know that he knows. He knows what you might be capable of if you allow him to help. You might already be world famous in headlining a Vegas show. You also at the same time might be hating yourself and making life miserable for your coach.
7: And he came to my opening night and you know what he told me like years later? He said to me, <laughs> he said to me, <laughs> <He> said, <laughs> When that curtain went up and you came up I didn't recognize you. You were you are so full of joy and life and color and fun. <laughs>
0: She's laughing so hard that you might not have heard what her coach said to her. You were so full of joy and life and color and fun, and you're such a bitch. She loved that he said it then, and obviously still loves it now. Oh my God, the poor guy.
7: (laughs) Because I am intense. And he is, he just never let me go. So, yes, he he helped me over, he helped me, he helped me over uh, an enormous, he he helped me climb an an enormous mountain, an enormous
4: mountain. You've given me something, that's why I had to come.
7: I don't recall giving
4: Oh, yes, something beautiful, that's why I came.
0: Back in fifth grade, after Eric Vitro realized he had this gift for helping people learn how to sing, he began to collect voices. They were a gallery in his mind. He recalls the first acquisition, when he saw a movie called The Music Man.
5: There were bells on the
2: hill But I
4: never heard
3: them ringing I didn't see it in the movie theater, but it was on television one night. And I had this little reel-to-reel tape recorder. Before there was VHS tapes or anything. And I recorded the whole thing so I could listen to it again. I thought Shirley Jones had such a beautiful voice. I used to play over and over her singing Till There Was You, the song she sings at the end. And at the footbridge, I thought it was so beautiful.
0: Till there was you. It may have been Eric's first experience of paying really close attention to someone else's voice, just studying it.
3: And it was ironic that I became, I was her teacher for years, for like 10 years, you know, and, um, and we became very close.
0: That was a rare false note for Eric Vitro. It doesn't feel at all ironic to me that Shirley Jones, star of The Music Man, would one day call Eric and ask for his help. It feels like his destiny to help her. And maybe me too.
3: So before we sing Light a Rose, your chosen song, to heal the wound of your child. What are you going to think?
0: <laughs> what am I going to think? Mhm. Well, I think probably the best spirit to sing it in is a slightly comic seduction. Okay. It's like an ironic seduction.
3: Okay, so that's the tone. That's good. That's the overall tone.
0: And and it's 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 sort of like Yeah, Light a Rose, I could understand if you don't want to get married at the end of this, but I'm giving it my best shot. Okay, great. So it's an irresponsible uh, love song.
3: Great. All right, so let's sing through Light a Rose.
5: Light a Rose, I'm home again, Rose, to get the sun back in the sky. Light a rose, I'm home again Rose About a thousand kisses shy Ding, dong, ding I can hear the chapel bell chime Ding, dong, ding At the least suggestion I'll pop the question Light a rose, I'm home again Rose Without a sweetheart to my name Light a rose, how everyone knows that I'm hoping you're the same. So here is my love song, not fancy or fine. Light a rose, oh, won't you?
0: I'm Michael Lewis. Thanks for listening to Against the Rules. Against the Rules is brought to you by Pushkin Industries. The show's produced by Audrey Dilling and Catherine Girardot, with research assistance from Lydia Jean Cott and Zoe Wynn. Our editor is Julia Barton. Mia Lobel is our executive producer. Our theme was composed by Nick Brittell, with additional scoring by Stellwagen Symphonette. We got fact-checked by Beth Johnson. Our show was recorded by Topher Ruth and Trey Schultz. At Northgate Studios in Berkeley. As always, thanks to Pushkin's founders, Jacob Weisberg and Malcolm Gladwell.
3: You? Yeah. Um, most of the time, people are here just to learn, so they don't really ask that much about me. Right. Yeah, the dirty little secret is you're always the most interesting person in the room, but you're paying attention to everybody else. I don't know if that's true, but I am paying attention. And you know, I'm sure you find this too. It's really more interesting to be the person listening to the other people, because I know my own story. Absolutely.
0: Reminder credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet, Finance Smarter.
6: The tradition of breaking tradition continues with the return of the unconventional awards from T Mobile for Business at Mobile World Congress. This is an event that celebrates innovators whose bold actions took their industries to new places. If that sounds like you and you're a T Mobile for Business customer, enter today. If you win, You'll be publicly honored amongst some of the most influential leaders in industry, and me, I'll be there too. Enter now at tmobile.com unconventional awards. See you there.